You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, here in the studio with Jeff and Ken. How is everyone doing today? Oh, welcome back to the fray, Neil. Yeah, nice to see you again. Yeah, I think I was gone for for a week. Uh, I went uh, to try and cover the footsteps of Brad Pitt from Seven Years in Tibet, but I only got seven steps and actually didn't get to the airport. Did so. you put on a really bad German accent? I tried. Yeah, I, di- I dyed my hair uh, very blonde, grew it out, had a bad accent. Was uh, Thulis there? Thulis was there, but he actually was pretending to be Professor uh, uh, Lupin from oh, Harry see. Potter. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. Uh, but Matt was going to meet me at the airport, but he had a different connecting flight, and uh, he's on his way to New Jack City. That, that was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but we have some special guests here today. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, who's hosting today's game. You may have um, heard him stepping in for Santa Claus uh, one Christmas episode, uh, <laughs> and you may have enjoyed that episode. And he has a, a nice uh, goatee. If, if Santa Claus you know, shaved off the beard and tried to look a little bit more modern with a nice goatee, that's what he looks like. And he's coming to us from Burlington, Kansas, executive producer on Patreon, James Campbell. How are you, James? I am okay, and I'm I'm... I'm troubled by the fact that physically I'm getting closer and closer to Santa Claus. That is that is not my intent, but uh, I think Neil I'm, meant more in spirit. In spirit, uh, yeah. Well, I think in in bowl full of jelly, I'm getting close too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you're jolly, and we love having you on the show. We think this might be your fifth time hosting. You said uh, so. Congratulations yes. on that. We we'll have to send you a jacket. But uh, tell the folks at home if they don't remember your episodes a little bit about yourself. I do live in Kansas. I am a criminal defense attorney. I predominantly do federal work. So I represent like a lot of people in like large drug deals and that type of thing. I also do a lot of state work. Um, In my spare time, I like to read and cook. And obviously I do a lot of trivia. So Awesome. And I think he only employs Elvin paralegals, right? That's right. That is correct. Yeah. They're at the workshop right now, just kicking out briefs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, law briefs and also uh, some affordable underwear. Brief yeah. briefs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As well. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, James, for being here as always. And uh, we have a host, but we need a contestant. Super excited to uh, welcome an Oaken 5 member on Patreon from Boston, Massachusetts, Danielle Wald. How are you, Danielle? Good. I'm great. Happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Uh, it's exciting to meet you and uh, let everyone else at home know a little bit about you. 
Um, I live in Boston, as you guys said. I am a therapist and I primarily work with children and adolescents right now. Um, I have a cat that I love very much named Miley, and um, I think that's that's mostly it. Well, that's wonderful. So if you don't mind, uh, I know you primarily work with children, but we might have to add you to our stable of therapists along with Jamie Rishikoff and some others. Um, we can never have enough. We can never have enough therapists here at Triviality. So if you don't mind, we may have to call upon you uh, to help us out. Of course, of course. I don't ever intend to grow up, so um, <laughs> I could probably use a little bit of help for my inner child. So so what we're saying is this show is just Peter Pan syndrome uh, times 10. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, well, Danielle, um, we talked a little bit about your team name today and who you were going to choose. So do you want to tell us the, the story behind the team name and who you're going to partner with today? Yeah, it worked out yeah. surprisingly well. It was surprisingly well, yeah. Yeah, so by chance, I'm work, or I'm partnering with Ken. And last night, I went to my friend's 30th birthday party, and the theme was Barbie. So we all had to dress up as Barbies, and I was Wild West Barbie. So we're going to be Wild West Barbie and Ken. Awesome. Can't get better than that. Uh, love, right? love it when a plan comes together. And I wore chaps today. What a coincidence. You did. You did. James said, please take them off. Uh, but uh, you resisted, and I guess we're going to have to sue you now, and he's mm. going to represent us. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, again for being here. We're excited to represent me. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he, he can <laughs> go over me. the other side, just no. like the Michael Connolly mm -hmm. book. Sometimes you have to cross the aisle to get what needs I, to be done. I wasn't going to get involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jeff and I were inspired, uh, by Danielle, uh, and her story, which that party sounds amazing. Um, and we wanted to do something Barbie themed. And while we were researching, uh, Barbie's, I don't know, uh, family tree, I suppose, uh, James brought up Skipper. Um, which is Barbie's sister. And we we're like, well, who are some of the more unknown uh, characters? And we found Tootie and Todd. You don't remember them? Uh, definitely not. Uh, twins. Uh, they were younger siblings of Barbie and Skipper and had seamless bendy bodies with internal wires. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. Uh, but they were basically replaced uh, by Kelly and Stacy um, later on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we we decided that since these these Tootie and Todd characters were just completely replaced, they were disappeared. Snatched, Disappeared. Jeff, what's our team name going to be? Uh, it's going to be Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers. All right. All right. So uh, we have our teams. Let's uh, toss it over to the rules guy for the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. And you, Triviality, I'm talking to you. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. So that wasn't the rules. That was actually just the audio of the uh, Barbie trailer. So um, it's time to time to beat beat you guys. <laughs> beat you. We'll beat you uh, anywhere, any place. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess we intend to, we, we intend to beat you at your own game. Okay. So let's get ready. Question number one. The ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine started around February 20th of 2022. However, tensions between the countries had been high since 2014 when Russia forcibly annexed what southern peninsula of Ukraine. Okay, any initial thoughts? Mm, no. <laughs> I think I might be getting confused here, but I think it was Chechnya, right? That sounds you, good to me. They annexed Chech. Was it Chechnya? I feel like I keep up with political stuff, and 
that kind of thing. But when it comes to the geography of the situation, oof. Yeah, I think we can go with uh, Chechnya. I'm not 100%, but um, I think that's that's good enough for an answer. Sounds good. I know Ken is a big fan of the movie Little Giants. I thought you were going to say the annexation of Puerto Rico. I just remembered what it was. Uh, but uh, so we wrote down the answer right away. And uh, if you listen to the podcast and you know music artists that I like and things that I enjoy, you know probably the type of joke I was going to make. But Jeff said, do not and underlined it. So I will not make that joke. <laughs> but we, we instead locked in with Crimea. Yeah. Uh, can yeah, I believe, that, that's I believe my mistake. Chechnya that's... is a Russian oblast yeah. that uh, Russia fought um, with after the USSR split. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my bad. I should I should have known that one. That that was my mistake. I just had a had a little uh, lapse in judgment there. Crimea was the right answer. All right, question two, and I apologize if I mispronounce some of these names. Born Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio in 1994, this Puerto Rican rapper and singer is known for Latin trap and regation. In 2020, he became the first non-English speaking artist to be Spotify's most streamed artist. And in August of that year, he was named Artist of the Year at the MTV Video Music Awards. Under what name does he perform? Yep, I read about him all the time in People Magazine. No, I'm kidding, that's Neil. He's um, just like us. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and lock in. So, um, current super popular latin um yes. latin artists and this one's specifically non-english speaking so did you have any initial impression impressions um well thinking back to 2020 i guess that is more recent but i remember before that maybe like 2017 2018 that song despacito with justin bieber and um the guy whose name i can't think of was really popular so i could see him getting more popular but um I feel like I could name a few Latin artists. I think this might be like if you had a pet rodent that was uh, chewing on your cables, you might say Bad Bunny. Oh, oh, dating, famously, maybe dating Kendall Jenner right now. Do, do you think it's Bad Bunny? Um, I could see it. Yeah, I think I yeah, I think he sings that kind of music. OK, let's go with that. Yeah, Jeff and I uh, were writing some notes down and saying that, uh, you know, if uh, Matt was going to be in an invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, uh, Jane would replace him with Bad Bunny. So that's what we locked in with. Bad Bunny is correct. Points for both teams. I, 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 give you another, I was just saying that she Jane is obsessed with Bad Bunny. Oh, okay. Yeah. And all she does is talk about him all the time. As far as we know. Oh, it's, it's evident. <laughs> yes, yes. Bad Bunny is correct answer. Question number three. Mary Pelota won an election in August of 2022 to fill a vacancy caused by the death of Don Young. By her election, she becomes the first native of what U.S. state to serve in Congress. She is also the only member of what religion in Congress for a bonus five points. So I'm pretty positive on the state here. Do you remember this story? No, I don't. What state do you think it is? So I think it's Alaska for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm remembering that correctly. The religion, I I don't know at all. Um. Hmm. So yeah, we're not sure about the uh, the religion. So should we just take a take a tap on the bonus points? But we'll we'll say Alaska for our main answer. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Yeah, Neil, if I remember right, I think this is the um, the Inuit woman uh, who took over uh, for the seat in Alaska, um, and so. 
We don't know um, any like Inuit religions, so we're just going to guess maybe she was the first atheist. Not many people uh, in Congress mm. want to admit that. Oh, good call. Alaska is, in fact, the right state. I am not sure if she is Inuit. She was just the first native of Alaska, native Alaska. to actually oh, okay. to serve in Congress. And she is a member, coming from Alaska, of the Russian Orthodox religion. Oh, oh. very oh. interesting. And so she is the only Russian Orthodox member of Congress right now. Interesting. <clears throat> she's a fascinating individual. When I was looking her up for this question, she's she's very interesting. Now, she did actually, her background comes from being a judge in tribal courts, so she may have some some Inuit or Native American heritage as well, but she is of the Russian Orthodox faith. Wow. Jeff, you got some extra info? I do, yeah. Um, she, uh, I believe she is, uh, she's certainly of Inuit um, descent. Um, her citizenship shows she's part of a uh, the Orutsara Mit Native Council. So, okay. And nice try. Yeah, I was never going to go well. Yeah. So both teams get points on that one. Question number four. The first American intervention in the Middle East is now referred to as the first Persian Gulf War or Operation Desert Storm. The engagement started in 1990 after Iraq invaded what country? Uh, Neil, I actually have a story about this. We can go ahead and lock in. You couldn't Kuwait to answer this question for a few minutes? <laughs> I could not. It is Kuwait, right? Is it Kuwait? Uh, that sounds good. That wasn't my thought, but perhaps. I did, mean, you yeah. did you have a different idea? Because maybe it'll jog some, something. Um, I don't want to say it because I think if I'm wrong, it's going to be really embarrassing. So okay. I was thinking Afghanistan, but because I know there's just like a lot of tension there. But okay. um, this is before my time a little bit. Okay. Let's go with Kuwait. Yeah, my uncle um, was deployed as part of Operation Desert Storm. He was in the Navy, and um, he brought back uh, for me a Coke bottle, a glass Coke bottle written in Arabic with Kuwaiti sand in it, uh, which I still have. And uh, so, Is your uncle Tom Sizemore? He's not, uh, no, but uh, my uncle, uh, he mostly was like a mechanic, worked on like helicopters and stuff. But yeah, he was deployed as part of that uh, operation. Wow. So pretty cool. Kuwait. Yeah. So Kuwait. Kuwait is the correct answer to question 4A. That was the one I had to substitute out after earlier discussions. So now we go on to question 5. Uh, <clears throat> I asked each of my kids to submit a question, and obviously they're closer to your age than mine. They are right now 30 and 32, um, or 31. 31 and 33, they're in that neighborhood. So they're not kid kids. But anyway, my son Joel submitted this question five. In Disney's 2021 film Encanto, it features the hit song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. In the movie, we hear the Madrigal family sing all the verses at the same time toward the end of the song. This is an example of what musical term popular during the Renaissance and Baroque periods. Yeah, maybe we could just say it. And then if it sounds right, we're going to spell it. We think we're close. And so we're going to be very loose with our pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> I have I have a thought that's easy to pronounce. Um, what do you what do you think? Well, I was very excited when it started off about Disney because I was like, oh, this is my jam. And then it's like took a right turn. Slowly towards... devolved into a music theory question. <laughs> yeah, so 
So now I am not so sure. What are your, what are your thoughts? So uh, when I think about Baroque and Renaissance periods, I often think of Bach's Toccata and Fugue. And I think the fugue is actually describing the many parts being played over one another. So I would just say fugue, maybe. Okay, I can see that being hard to pronounce too, perhaps, or questionable about how to pronounce it. So I think let's do it. That sounds like me after a long day recording here when I'm in a fugue state. The, so we'll, we'll just be very specific about what we were talking about. Um, I, Neil wrote canon down, and I thought it was maybe canton. So uh, something like basically with the the repetition right in the round. Um, yeah, I we agree on the, the what it is. I just yeah. spelled it probably the wrong way or I, or I did. Yeah. So we're gonna say I don't know. Canon. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no points on that song. The answer was in the question. It's called a madrigal. Oh, oh, oh. that's where we get the word from. I was so, a madrigal and I didn't know it. What what the hell? So the Madrigal family, that's where the where they tied that in from, is that it's called Madrigal singing. Uh, yeah, so the canon, oh, it is a canon C-A-N-O-N, okay. is a contra, uh, contrapuntal, counterpoint-based compositional technique that employs a melody with one or more imitations of the melody. So you were right. I think that's what I was thinking of. See, medieval and renaissance. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we learned something, though. So Madrigal, that's, I didn't realize that. We learned two that, things. Yeah. One mm. by being wrong. That's true. Well, that's when you learn the most things is when you're wrong. Uh, square recap? Yeah, of course. After uh, five questions, it looks like Team Wild West Barbie and Ken have 30 points to their name. And the Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers just slightly ahead with a new pair of sunglasses uh, with 40. Going on with the second half of the first round, question six. Shepherd Fairy is known for creating Obey Giant, which is a continuing street art project and experiment. However, he is most well known for creating what famous 2012 poster okay i have a thought yeah but i could be wrong 2012 makes me think of do you remember the coney 2012 stuff yeah <laughs> that's the only thing i thought that's my only thought but well so are, are you are you familiar with the obey brand no i'm not i'm sorry oh that's okay so it's it's the big uh, andre the giant head sort of like in a in a very um, con- contrasted style. Um, I think it maybe it might be the uh, the Obama poster, the Hope. Oh, better. I like I th- that. Was that was that done for his first election or the second? Um, I think the first one was Change, and then the second one was Hope. Or I could be wrong. Okay, so we're gonna say the Obama poster. And uh, we agree. We think it's the Obama Hope poster. Points for both team. It is the Obama Hope poster that Shepard Ferry created. So 10 points for each side. Question seven. What part of the brain supports the conversion of short-term memory into long-term memory, thus allowing us to ask questions for these trivia games? (laughs) Or it could be a place where large African mammals go to study. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're locked in. Is this the part of the brain where you remember Sammy Jenkins, Ken? I think so. Okay. I've got it written on my hand just in case. Though. What's the other thing that you've recently learned that you will never forget? Gene Cernan, Last Man on the Moon. That's right. Good recall from last week. Yeah. So this is really, <laughs> this is rough because in undergrad, I studied neuroscience. So you think, oh my gosh, Janelle, you're totally going to get this right. 
Um, but it's been a little bit since undergrad. Um, I could have a Oh, wait, no, my guess is correct. Okay, I feel better now. Hippocampus. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you always gotta take a look at the clues. If you yeah, can't get it the smart way, you gotta get it the dumb way. I always say for myself. The, the clue threw me off. I was like, uh Safari, uh <laughs> Elephant College. What the hell is that? So <laughs> you're thinking what? Hippocampus. Yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. actually uh Cheetah University. No, um we <laughs> two said the hippocampus. Hippocampus is correct. 10 points for each side. Sweet. Shout out to my Kenyan college education. Yeah. Come back for the win. <laughs> Different Kenyan college. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And now, Jeff, uh, what part of the brain does the uh, famous Greek icon with the snakes on her head, uh, what college does she go to? The Wildebeest Library. I was going to say the Medusa Oblongata. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. That's good. Oh, I, I like that one a lot. That may come up later. <laughs> Question number eight. Gotta catch them all is the familiar slogan for Pokemon. Depending on what source you use, there are between 900 and 1,000 Pokemon in total now. How many were in the original 1996 Pokemon Red and Blue versions for the Game Boy system? Because there's a little dispute you can get within plus or minus one. Yeah, we're locked in. That was my guess too, actually. So I feel better about myself if you're right, Jeff. So I would say, um, since we get plus or minus one, I would say 101 because I think it goes, I think Mew and Mewtwo are, are like roll over the hundred. So I think it's really 102, but it could be a little off. So I think 101 is safe. Sounds good to me. I wasn't a big, I was a Game Boy kid, but not a Pokemon kid. So that works. Yeah, um, Neil and I just had to catch them all, had to catch them all. And we said it's 150. Uh, unless, Is it that many? Unless you Shoot. count Mew, uh, who's 151. So And Mew did. Shoot, my bad. Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers got it right on the money. It's whether you count Mew or not makes it either 150 or 151. How could you forget about 149? I'm dropping. I'm dropping easy. Dragonite. Hold on. I dropped, I, I dropped two, <laughs> two uh, softballs for me today so danielle you said you uh you were a game boy kid what was your favorite game boy game Ooh, um i had a like jasmine and aladdin game as a kid Ooh, that was and a good one. it was like on a magic carpet going up and down it was really fun all right question number nine the sangiovese grape is from the tuscany region of italy and is the primary varietal in what common blended wine that has traditionally been served in italian restaurants from a squat bottle with a straw basket. All right. Well, we named a wine. So we're. I know we're... like three kinds, and I know which ones to keep in the house. That's all I need to know. All right. So they're uh, locked in with the guess. Do we have any initial ideas? This is not my area of expertise. Oh, I feel like I could name so many wines, but I, and I can picture this. I know what you're talking about, but um, I, common, okay, so common blended wine so it's a blend um what is um prosecco prosecco is, is that a liqueur no it's like a sparkling um it's not a it's not a champagne because it's not from the champagne region the grapes but um it's like a champagne but it doesn't come in that bottle no no okay. i'll leave it to you then i have no idea a blend mm, i'm gonna 
I'm just going to go with my favorite wine and just say Cabernet. I don't think that's it. <laughs> Seeing as how this is served in a squat bottle, Ken, you can only have this on leg day. Yeah. Um, we, we knew what it was because I think I asked a question um, about the straw basket, which I think it might be named after. I'm not sure. Um, but we couldn't remember it. And we just locked in with Malbec. All right. No points on that one. Malbecs traditionally come from South America, most famously from Argentina. This is a Chianti. Mm. Chianti oh. is the correct answer. Uh, That's my uh, favorite of the favorite wines. Now, if you would have just asked if we would like it with some fava beans, <laughs> we would have been okay. He doesn't want to make it too easy for us. That's that's fair. So no points on that one. So to finish up the first half, um, question number 10. British actor, host, and author Stephen Fry began his career as half of a comedy duo. Who was his partner? I don't know if they ever made enough in that endeavor for him to purchase a place to live in New Jersey. We can lock in. So I'm very familiar with Stephen Fry. Um, who was his partner? Um, purchase, purchase a place to live in New Jersey. I don't understand that reference, but that may be attributed because I think he used to work with Hugh Laurie a bit. Oh, love the guy. Does House take place in New Jersey? Yes, it does. It takes um, Princeton, New Jersey. All right, that's good to hear. It's all coming together. So we're going to say Hugh Laurie. Nice. Yeah, um, their their thing was called a bit of Fry and Laurie, right? That was uh, the name of the that show. That is right? correct. Yeah. Yes. So we said Hugh Laurie. So points for each side. Stephen Fry started out as a partner with Hugh Laurie. After the first round, uh, the Wild West Barbie and Ken team picking up thirty points, bringing their total to sixty. And Team Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers picking up 40 points, bringing their total to 80. So 20 points is all that separates both teams. But something that doesn't separate us with our listeners is Patreon. So if you'd like to go to Patreon to help support the show and hear a lot of bonus episodes, sort of uh, Ask Me Anything type episodes like the Crop Drop, extra trivia in the Patreon bonuses, or get a bunch of extra perks like stickers, boxes, posters, and more, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcasts. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can join Danielle and James in getting uh, all of our newest episodes ad-free if you don't want to listen to the ads. That transition was so smooth, I fell on it. If every listener gave us a dollar a month, we'd be we'd be in good shape we would to have keep this thing going on, going on for in perpetuity. That's true. Okay, for our swing round today, <clears throat> this is a this, that, the other, or neither round. And it is actors in the DC or Marvel Cinematic Universes. So there's going to be 12. So there are 60 points possible, five points for each individual. You have to, for each individual, say if they were a part of DC, Marvel, both or neither. I have arranged them in alphabetical order by first name. Here are your 12 names. Billy D. Williams, Clark Gregg, Emily Blunt, John Favreau, Keegan Michael Key, Marlon Brando, Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Bettany, Sebastian Stan, Tom Cruise, Tommy Lee Jones, Jason Momoa. Okay, we have our actors and we'll be right back with our answers. 
And we are back, and uh, let's go ahead and hear the actors one more time, and we will say if we think they're in DC, Marvel, neither, or both. All right. Number one was Mr. Billy D. Williams. So I was positive he's in the old Batman movies as Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Um, but I don't think he made it into Marvel, so we're going to say DC. Yeah, we had the exact same discussion. We knew he was Harvey Dent, and we just said we think he's only DC. Correct. He was just in DC. Now, I guess as we go through these, I will also clarify for the listening audience. I tried very carefully not to include people who did voices for one or the mm, other in sure. like animated stuff. Thank if you. I missed one, and if somebody brings something up that says it was different, I'm going to say that IMDb is the ultimate judge here. So if it was uncredited or IMDb didn't pick it up, it doesn't count. But I've tried to make it so it was very straightforward answers because there were a lot in during the discussion, Ken brought up the new Suicide Squad. And when James Gunn crossed, he took a lot of people with him. And so that I tried to kind of eliminate those as well. So anyway, I think we'll, we'll, take the, we'll take the rules from the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 doctrine. Just try to remember it's just a show and you should really just relax. <laughs> that is correct. Number two, Clark Gregg. Uh, we said Marvel on this one. Obviously, he's Agent Coulson. I don't think he made it into DC, though. We agree. We just said Marvel. He is very famous as Agent Coulson. That is, I couldn't find any DC references. It is just Marvel. Five points for each team. The lovely Miss Emily Blunt. Oh, me? Uh, I, I, I think neither for Emily Blunt. Yeah, we think uh, despite many fan castings, wanting her to partner with her husband, uh, John Krasinski, to be in the Fantastic Four, we don't think she's been in any uh, comic book movie or between the two. To date, she is not. Neither is correct. Number four, John Favreau. All right. So we know him uh, famously for his many Marvel roles, um, but not sure he's in any DC. So we said Marvel. Yeah. Um, interesting thing about John Favreau is he's so intimately tied to the MCU. I would have sworn that he was only in Marvel films, but I do remember him as a much younger actor being in Batman um, as is an he? assistant. So uh, we said both. He was Bruce Wayne's assistant in Batman Forever. It no. is both for John Favreau. <laughs> I knew there was going to be one of these. <laughs> All right. The next one is Keegan-Michael Key. So I know he's not in any big roles, uh, pretty sure. Um, he might be in some small roles, but I can't remember any, so we said neither. We agree. We think it's neither. That is correct. Keegan-Michael Key has not appeared in any comic or any of those movies yet. I, that was another thing that I kind of tried to go back. There's a lot of, like, Kick-Ass and Scott Pilgrim mm. and things that aren't either properties of DC or Marvel. Um, and I kind of tried to even avoid like Watchmen, which is a DC property, sure, but doesn't necessarily fall into those. So uh, there's a lot out there. Anyway, Keegan-Michael Key, nothing to, to, to this day. The next one, number six, is Marlon Brando. So the old Supermans, the old Supermen? Supermans? 
Supermenses. <laughs> the Supermens <laughs> uh, movies uh, puts Brando in DC. I don't think any Marvel. Yep, I believe uh, he just played Jor-El, Superman's dad. So that's what we went with. He was. He was Superman's father in the first two movies. So five points to each side. Number seven, Ms. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, almost almost got us on this one. But we said both because she's Catwoman and also in Ant-Man. Yeah, it's weird because I definitely remember her in Ant-Man. Uh, and then Neil had to remind me that Halle Berry wasn't the only good Catwoman. So, uh... <laughs> Still the best, though. <laughs> Can't beat the best. So he said both. That is correct. She was um, Catwoman in Batman Returns, and she was in Ant-Man and Wasp. Number eight is Paul Bettany. And this is another one I know that's going to bite bite us on the ass. Um, we said Marvel, famous for her being the uh, Vision. Uh, don't know about any DC, so we just said Marvel. Jarvis, too. Right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, uh, we had the same conversation. We were almost you know, positive that it's Marvel, but we're assuming that he's probably a cameo in some other movie. So, But we locked in with Marvel. Marvel is correct. I really had in my head that he was in Watchmen, but he was not. So in looking through his IMDb, he was just Jarvis and Vision. So Marvel is correct. Points for both sides. Number nine, Sebastian Stan. So somebody who's come to more recent fame in like in the last, you know, 10 years or so. So he's definitely Marvel as Winter Soldier. Don't think any DC really. Yeah, we, we weren't sure if Itania was considered a DC movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we were for sure uh, locking in with him being a Marvel person. Marvel is correct, um, although quite violent. In fact, more violent than some of the other DC properties. I, Tanya, was not. So it is Marvel. <laughs> you are both correct. Five points for each of you. Number 10, Tom Cruise. I think, uh, I think neither for Tom Cruise, unless he had a small role. We don't think Tom Cruise wants anything to do with such childish nonsense. So <laughs> we said neither. Neither is correct. He did oh, appear good. with Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. But to date, he has not been in any properties of that nature. He has done a whole bunch of Mission Impossibles and other things, but that is correct. Five Les points Grossman to each is side. Zero. Oh, I love Les Grossman. Number 11, Tommy Lee Jones. Almost forgot his appearance in Captain America, but uh, now we know that he's in both as uh, Two-Face and the guy in Captain America. Yep, we agree. Uh, we know he played uh, Two-Face, and I think it was, yeah, Steve Rogers' um, drill sergeant. Yeah, or the guy. The, the guy. guy, yeah. Who yells at him, who yells at everyone. That is correct. He was Captain America First Avenger and also played Two-Face. Number How could 12, you forget about Colonel Chester Phillips, Ken? <laughs> and Shame finally, me. number 12, Jason Momoa. Uh, fish, you know, he's fish guy. He's fish guy in DC. Uh, not, not sure about uh, Marvel. I don't think so. I like so to call DC. him, I like to call him the H2 hero. Thank you. Mm. We also said DC. So you're saying he went from H2O to H2 hero. That's right. And that is correct. He has only been in DC properties to this day. 
after the swing round, it looks like Wild West Barbie and Ken only missing one question, picking up 55 points, nice. bringing their total to 115. And Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers uh, didn't miss a question, uh, picking up 60 points, bringing their total to 140. Uh, but Brutal. the more the more important question here is a thought experiment in honor of Danielle and uh, all the great work she does. Um, of the names that we just went through from James, uh, I'd like everyone to say if you could only pick one of those names to watch movies for for the rest of your life and everyone else is deleted from history, who would that person be? Momoa. Momoa for no. Ken? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tom Cruise, just off the gut. Yeah, I think that's the best That's the best catalog. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Got... Ooh, good one for James, Michelle Pfeiffer. I just love Emily Blunt. She's very pretty and a very good actress. <laughs> Great choice. And uh, Jeff, all Plus of a sudden you get Sicario. That's true, you do yeah. get Sicario and you get Mary Poppins and... And Edge yeah. of Tomorrow, though, with Tom Cruise, which is so you get actually do get Tom Cruise. That movie's great. Ooh. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow's so good. Daniel it's might so have good. it. <laughs> that oh, such a good movie. Uh, Quiet Place is great too, of course. Emily Blunt. So good. Yeah, she's done a lot of wonderful films. Uh, okay, I'll pick someone different. I'm gonna go uh, Keegan Michael Key. He does a lot of great uh, voice work in kids' movies, and I'm a big fan. So and great okay. TV stuff. All right. He's in the new Mario. Ken can't can't miss that. I guess not new you anymore. You did. You slept through it. I went back and saw it again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw in uh, Switzerland. Apparently, they have uh, a movie theater with beds, so now um, I can go You're see. A, I can see a film three times now before finishing it. <laughs> okay, let's begin the second round. Question number eleven. Maine is the only state that only borders one other state. There are three states that only border two other states. Name two of the three. Okay, so um, I thought I'm from Florida, but like the Miami area. So the north part of the state where it touches other states is kind of murky for me. But I, I thought th maybe. I think it might be too many. I think it's, yeah, at, least, it's at least three probably. It's Georgia, Alabama, and it's also Louisiana. Yeah, at least. Okay. Um, okay. I was thinking maybe Washington crammed up there in the corner. Oh. Because it's got one big state bordering it on the south and another big state bordering it on the east. So okay. I think maybe Washington. What about like Rhode Island? That's I put that down because I was like, that's a small I put Delaware and Rhode Island because I they're kind of small, but perhaps Rhode Island, yeah. All right. Let's try Rhode Island and Washington then. Okay, so uh, I was very recently in one of these states, which is why it came to my mind first. Uh, I think South Carolina only shares a border with North Carolina and Georgia. So we said North Carolina or South Carolina. And uh, we agree with you on Rhode Island. I believe that's sandwiched just between uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut. So. And if you uh, asked me over here if you wanted for that third one, I probably would have said Washington. So maybe that's right. Only three states that border two other states are Florida, which borders Georgia and Alabama, South Carolina, which borders North Carolina and Georgia, and Washington, which borders Idaho and Oregon. Rhode Island actually has a maritime border with New York, so it does not count. Stupid Long Island. So I believe that's no points for either team. No points. It's a real shame no too. I should have listened to Neil and I wasn't. I was. I was thinking about Rhode Island, but I wasn't confident. He said Washington, so we could have had it. Yeah, that happens. Apologies, Neil. It's only once in a blue moon that happens. So actually, it happens more than I'd like to admit. Question number twelve: Staying in the South, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus and sparked a protest that further ignited and inspired the civil rights movement in the '60s. In what southern city did Rosa Parks make this momentous stand 
or rather sit. Correct, Neil? I think that's right, yeah. We will go ahead and lock in. All right. Uh, anything jumping out to you? It was Al- It was a state of Alabama, right? I think so. Yeah. So what are the... It's like Birmingham, I, I, Tuscaloosa. I, I often like to say Birmingham for civil rights questions because so much went down there. Also, Montgomery is jumping out to me for some oh, reason. Oh, I feel like it might be... There's definitely something civil rights from Montgomery. The only thing I can think the of that it might... boycott. Yeah, and um, Ruby Bridges was her name. Was that the mm, yeah. girl with the school? But it could. It's, I feel I'm feeling Montgomery. But if you really feel better about Birmingham, that's fine. I, I like Montgomery for this one. Yeah, um, you should count yourself. Uh, I think happy that you didn't go with the alliteration because we think it's Montgomery as well. Montgomery, Alabama, is the correct location. So points to both teams. That is Alabama State Capital, in case you were curious. Which I can tell from the look on Ken's face, he was not. (laughs) Question number 13. Queen Elizabeth II of England served as monarch from 1952 until her recent death. She was a representative of the House of Windsor. Although the name of that house changed over time, they went by Saxe, Cobert, and Goethe until the start of the First World War in 1917. What house preceded the Windsors, ending with Queen Victoria in 1901? I own, this is like, I am really bad at this, and I'm not really a, a royalty fan, but. Me neither. Um, okay. <laughs> but I know. I saw that musical six and I heard you guys talking about Germany and I, it made me remember that someone did something with a woman from Germany. Um, and there's this song where they talk the house of Holbein or something like that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I know, I don't know if that's sounds right good to me. I, I really have no idea. Okay. <laughs> it's my best guess. Uh, we were thinking it was the House of Hanover, uh, which also sounds vaguely German. All right. So you locked in with House of Hanover and House of Hobine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry, but Wild West Barbie did lose their head there. It was House <laughs> of Hanover is correct. We we wrote down Hanover and Osborne. I think actually she died as somewhere named Osborne. I think that's probably what it came to me. But uh. luckily we went with Hanover, so... So again, Hanover is correct, and Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers gets the points on that one. Question number 14. Winged Victory is a Greek statue dating from the 2nd century, which is currently on display in the Louvre Museum. The statue is a headless woman with wings outstretched behind her. What is the alternate name for the statue referring to the Greek goddess of victory? This is probably the reason Blue Ribbon Sports chose it for their new name in 1971. This sounds like all very familiar, but I don't know um, that I have an answer. So, Okay. So I'm uh, pretty confident that uh, Nike comes from the name oh. of a, a Greek uh, goddess. So let's go with Nike. Yes, I think you might be right. Yeah. We also saw Air and we said Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the swoosh was designed for $30? <laughs> yeah. Nike is correct. I thought it was a little hard before, so I threw in the Blue Ribbon Sports to hopefully make it a little easier. That definitely made it easier, right. yeah. 
So points to both teams. Question 15, this was written by my other son, Alex. The first one was written by my son, Joel. I don't know if I mentioned his name before. Uh, question 15, a Rube Goldberg machine is described as having a fantastically complicated improvised appearance or being deviously complex and impracticable. Rube Goldberg was a real person born in 1883, passed away in 1970. What was Mr. Goldberg's primary profession? All right, I don't I don't have too much of an idea here. I've got a couple guesses. Yeah, I just can't get over man being born in 1883 and seeing 1970 like wow. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, different times. It's um like, wow, the Eiffel Tower too. Ah, these crazy kids and their sex. Pong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Must Almost. be wild. Um, right. but go ahead. Do you think maybe he's like a, like a game designer or an electrician or something like that? I was thinking something along the line, not an inventor, but like inventing adjacent. Or an um, engineer. We can go with engineer. That sounds fine to me. Sure. These are things we came up with. Engineer was chief among them. Uh, we decided it'd be much funnier, though, if he was a politician, <laughs> um, <laughs> since he was involved in complicated, uh, needlessly complicated things. No points on that one. He was actually oh. a cartoonist. Oh. He won a Pulitzer Prize for political oh, that's cartoons. Because right, he would draw them, right? He didn't actually yes. build machines. He would draw the machines. But yeah, he was he was a cartoonist. Now he was trained as an engineer as well and did some other things. But he was a cartoonist, and actually, the award for political cartoons since nineteen I think seventy one after his death is called the Rube Awards after him, and he did win the award in nineteen sixty seven as well. So he was Why quite a talented cartoonist. An interesting coincidence. Well, uh, speaking of Rube Goldberg contraptions, uh, normally math is that for me, but not right now because the scores are pretty easy to, to tabulate. Looks like Wild West Barbie and Ken picking up 20 more points, bringing their total to 135. And Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers picking up 30 points, bringing our total to 170. All right, moving on to the last section of the second round. Question 16. What group of animals are referred to as Cetacea? I will give you a hint. Every member of this group can swim faster than me, but I can run faster than any of them. So I think in a triathlon, it's going to come down to the bike race. Um, I My instinct is like amphibians because they are both water. Well, that doesn't make sense because then it's like a frog and they're, they don't like swim forever that mm. fast. I don't but know. They're a hell of a bicyclist. Yeah, yeah I wonder if the bike thing is a joke or if it's like a, some sort of hint. I'm not sure. Bicycle. I was thinking like triathlon, tri like bicycle. Um, okay, so what mammals can swim? So that narrows it down a lot. Whales, dolphins, mm -hmm. uh, I think platypuses, platypi are, might, might be mammals. I'm not sure. Yeah, they are. Okay, so I would say... Otters. Oh, very good. Otters. I, I think I would pay any unreasonable amount of money to see a cute otter riding a bicycle. Okay. I think I kind of <laughs> like, saying. I think I kind of like dolphins or whales for this. I don't know where the, the, the bicycle race thing might just be a joke. I'm not sure. Um, let's go with, um, let's go with whales, shall we? Sure. Um, 
If our guess is correct, I think James would have quite the advantage because I'm guessing that their sense of balance on a bike wouldn't be very good. Uh, and we went with the sloth. Hmm. Actually, it is, in fact, the whales and dolphins. So Wild oh, West, no Barney and Ken got it. Yeah. Cetacea is the the uh, whales and and dolphins. I kind of put in the, it was a joke, but yeah, it's I, if you've ever seen me run, I don't think I can beat an otter. Um, Wasp might be close, but could definitely be the dolphin, um, though. I know sloths are like half decent swimmers, so I thought we'll give it a go. Actually, I think the first game I hosted, um, I asked a question because they can swim like thirty miles an hour and they can hold their breath like longer than dolphins or whales. And Neil like sussed this out of nowhere at the last second and pulled it out. <laughs> Maybe that's where right, I'm pulling so. it from, from the, from the eons from ago. The reservoir. Yeah. Cause my, I think before that episode, that's when my brother uh, had a sloth meeting for his birthday and we probably learned it there. Oh crap. I forgot about that. Um, but uh, James, you also uh, were host of a game uh, where we learned about the fearsome Jaguacodile. I think that was the, that was like that the was first the time. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. Was, yeah. It was from that question because you had said, well, I think it's a jaguar or a crocodile. And that's where that came from. But it was that sloth question. That oh, my God. That's so funny because that was like the first time I remember stepping up the stupid artwork. I do it for every week's episodes. So if you uh, if you don't follow us on social media, please do, because I put a dumb amount of effort into really, really terrible photoshops for each week's episode. So check it out. Give us a follow at Triviality Pod. All right, so again, 10 questions for, or 10 points for Wild West Barbie and Ken and zero for Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers. Question number 17. Serena Williams likely ended her tennis career in September of last year at the U.S. Open. She leaves the sport with 23 singles wins in the Grand Slam tournaments. However, that leaves her one shy of the record. What Australian legend who played from 60 to 77 holds the record with 24. All right, so it looks like these guys are not too sure, but they're locking in a guess. Do you have any idea about tennis stars? Not from that era. Yeah, no. me neither. I, I can't begin to even guess this. So unless you can, let's just uh, give it a tap. Yeah, yeah. Steffi Graf. Okay. Yeah, um... For some reason, I thought it, the name started with an H. It's probably wrong, and I just could only think of Helen Hunt, which is definitely not the right answer. Um, it's something very Australian-British-sounding or something. So we, we just liked it with Helen Hunt, even though it's wrong. No points on that one. It is very Australian-British-sounding. It is Margaret Court. That's it. Yep. Margaret Court. Yeah, because her name is Court. That's a good way to remember it, actually. I should think about that from now on. Question number 18. Knitting uses a pair of long needles to form loops moving from one needle to the other. What similar but easier style uses only one needle to hook loops together directly on the piece being created? Okay, so it sounds like we're locked in. Neil, is this um, crochet? I believe, yeah, it's after you play croquet. Crotchet. Yeah, you, you go inside and you crochet, and then you uh, watch me whip, and then watch me nay-nay. If you hang um, it up, you macrame. Yeah, so we yeah, we said crochet. We don't know if that's right, though. Oh, Daniel? Now, now I'm nervous, but I was thinking it was needlepoint. 
Oh no, it is crochet. Oh. Needlepoint. Needlepoint, you're you're using a needle, not a hook. So crochet is oh, in fact the correct answer. Invasion gets the points on that one. Neil and I are the worst beat poets in history. Yes, very bad. <laughs> Question 19. Gardeners of, often use fertilizer to enrich their soil. Almost all fertilizers have three bold numbers that refer to the proportion of certain nutrients. N, P, and K are the letters used for the three primary types of chemicals. What nutrients do N, P, and K represent? I think we have this, Neil. Yeah, I was going to say it because every Sunday we record, either you or Ken leave some fertilizer in the studio. <laughs> Oh, no. I, I couldn't get there. Look how you like that joke so much. Saw, you were so pleased with yourself. Very good. Very good, Neil. Thank you. So these guys are locked in. Um, any idea on, on some of these? Um, K or like N, nitrogen. I felt like nitrogen was good for plants. Yes. So I thought maybe I agree. that. P, like K. phosphorus. Yeah. And K is potassium elementally. So yeah. I think P is phosphorus. So let's go with those. Okay. That's what we said. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And that is correct. Points for both teams. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. You guys don't have a lot of gardening questions on. I thought I'd throw one in. Thank you. That's good. We need it. Question 20, the last question of the main round. The Taj Mahal was commissioned in 1632 by Emperor Shah Jahan to house the tomb of his favorite wife, Mumtaz Mahal, hence the name. In what Indian city is the Taj Mahal located? There's a hint that it wasn't the place where Aladdin courted Jasmine, but their names are close. All right, so these fellas are locked in. Um, so do you, know, you, do you know the city or the city in Aladdin? Um, I could definitely come up with it if I feel like I sing enough of that like Prince Ali song from the new <laughs> version. Um, I feel like it, it begins with an A. Yes, it definitely does. Agrabar. Agrabah? Agrabah. Agrabah. So if it sounds similar to that, you know what? Something's jumping out at me. I think it might just be Agra. Great. Let's Great. go with Agra. Yeah, and we agree. Um, it was uh, Agrabah in whatever that movie is we're talking about. Aladdin. And, yeah, that's the one. You know, the one name for the main character. And uh, <laughs> The movie that Aladdin's in? Yeah, the movie Aladdin was in. Which one was that? Um, 40 Thieves. Uh, we said Agra or Agra. Agra or Agra is correct. So both teams get points. I'm so happy there's a Disney question or multiple Disney questions. And what was the name of the the rock from Global Guts? So agro. That was the agro crag. Agro crag. Okay. Mega crag. So that's where Ken and Jeff. That's where you want to be buried. Is the agro crag? I want to go That'd go up great. head to head against Jeff in the agro crag. If anyone has any access to someone who used to work on guts and they they have Ooh, it, you got a, that climbing skill Even in a warehouse somewhere. Fitness, I don't know if I could beat yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm a good crag. climber, but I've never climbed with people dropping little styrofoam rocks <laughs> on my head. So. <laughs> Um, what about shooting the, foam, my, foam balls at you? Might change the whole game. <laughs> well, uh, this second half of the round, both teams were able to uh, maneuver around wrong answers uh, by picking up 30 points each. Looks like Wild West Barbie and Ken going to be ending with 165 before the final round and Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers with 200. 
All right. So for your final round, uh, last month was the 4th of July. And so I wanted to you know, try and bring a little education. A 2006 survey by the McCormick Tribune Freedom Museum found that only one in four Americans could name one, more than one, of the five freedoms granted by the First Amendment to the Constitution, while more than half could name at least two of the Simpsons family members. 22% of the population could name all five Simpsons, but only one in 1,000 could name all five First Amendment freedoms. One in a thousand. So we're going to try and help increase those numbers. Um, those five are, and hence your topics for the final round are, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, and freedom to petition for the redress of grievances. Now, I'm not putting freedom in those, so the topics are just speech, religion, press, assembly, and petition for the redress of grievances. And on that last one, yeah, I took some liberties. So those are your okay. five categories if you want to make your wagers. All right. All the wagers are now locked in. It looks like our team over at uh, Wild West Barbie and Ken are doing 30s all the way down because we're rooting, tooting, and uh, going for the, the win today. You guys are doing 20s all the way down. So we'll see how that pans out for you. And here are your final round questions. Speech. Two American presidents gave famous speeches near the Berlin Wall. One in 1963, shortly after the wall was constructed, and one in 1987, shortly before the wall came down. Who were those two presidents? Religion. What Persian, now Iranian, religion is a monotheistic belief that was thought to have begun as early as the second millennium BC and entered recorded history around the sixth century BC. It was the family religion of Freddie Mercury and is still followed by between 100,000 and 200,000 people in the world today. Press. As of March, 2022, what U.S. newspaper had the highest print circulation with just shy of 700,000 printings a day? Assembly. What college football stadium has the highest seating capacity in the country? This Big Ten school can seat 107,000 per game. Petition for the redress of grievances. One of the most memorable uses of the right to petition the government came through the women's suffrage movement. Their first large convention was held in 1848 in what upstate New York location? We now have our questions. We'll be right back with our answers. And we are back. We have our answers. So let's get the questions one more time and find out who will be today's cream of the crop. All right, question number one. Two American presidents gave famous speeches near the Berlin Wall, one in 63, right after it was built, and one in 87, shortly before it came down. Who were the two presidents? We put uh, Kennedy and Reagan. 
Yep, and for 20 points, we think this is the um, Ich bin ein Berliner and the Mr. Gorbachev tear down the wall, guys. So he said JFK and Reagan as well. Those are the two speeches. Those are the two presidents. Points for everyone. In religion, what Persian, now Iranian religion, is a monotheistic belief? Started a long time ago, second century millennium or second millennium BC, entered history around the sixth century BC. Still has about 100 to 200,000 people following it today and was the family religion of Freddie Mercury. So uh, not sure on the pronunciation exactly here, but we said Zoroastrian. Yeah, um, for 20 points, uh, we think this is um, Zoroastrianism. So Zoroastrianism is the correct answer. Started after its founder, Zoroaster. In press, as of March 2022, what U.S. newspaper had the highest print circulation with just shy of 700,000 printings per day? Um, I think we ultimately ended up guessing the Wall Street Journal. That's a that's a great guess there uh, for 20 points again. Um, we just thought maybe the New York Times uh, was the one. We also see that one in gas stations all over the country. So we have a little bit of a swing here. The Wall Street Journal is correct. Oh, wow. The New York... Yep, it's 700,000. The New York Times is second at 329,000. When I started looking this up, the one I thought it would be is USA Today because it's in every hotel everywhere, but it only prints 159,000 a day. In assembly, what college football stadium has the highest seating capacity in the country? It's a Big Ten school that can seat 107,000 per game. We said Michigan. Yeah, uh, we, we knew it was between Ohio State and Michigan, but uh, Michigan always seems to have a fuller house, so we said Michigan. They call it the big house for a reason. They do call it the big house for a reason. It is Michigan. Actually, second is Penn State. Oh, no way. With Yeah, with like 106,000, and they play it. I have no reason why. It's called Beaver Stadium. So, oh. But Penn then State it, is the second largest. You're telling me the Nittany Lions play at Beaver Stadium? Built on the backs that of Beavers. Apparently. And the final question, petition for the redress of grievances. One of the most memorable uses of the right to petition the government came in the women's suffrage movement. Their first large convention was held in, in 1848 in what upstate New York location? We put Albany. I believe that's the capital. All right, to give us a chance here, I haven't checked the scores, but uh, we wagered 20, so hopefully we got it and they didn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is Seneca Falls. Could be. That may have flipped it back. It was Seneca Falls. They uh, have the American Women's Suffrage Museum at Seneca Falls now as well, too, if anyone's ever in that part of New York. So, all right, you each got four out of five. We'll see how that turns out. The scores were very close in the end. Wild West Barbie and Ken uh, picking up 90 points, bringing their total to 255. But with that last question, Invasion of the Barbie Snatchers uh, will be uh, picking up 60 points total, bringing their total to 260. So five points to beat the other team. And they become today's you team just, of the crop. You just barely outdrew us there. Barely, very barely, yeah. I'm unjustifiably in a position that I would rather not be in. But the cream will rise all the way to the top the snatchers got it we snatched it from you yeah that's right uh what a great game uh james thank you for those wonderful questions 
Well, certainly I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it. You guys did very, very well. This was a wonderful game and, and uh, kudos to your sons as well uh, for their questions too. Um, Danielle, what a great competitor. Um, we thought you had us beat there uh, this final round here, but it was so much fun. Yeah, that was so fun. Thank you for having me. Any, uh, any parting words before we let you go today? Um, take care of your mind, take care of your body, be happy. <laughs> Wise words. Those are words to live by. Yeah. Take care of your friend's mind and body too. Oh yeah, that's good. I if like you have that. the means. Yeah. 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 Uh, and James, uh, any parting words from you today? It's always a pleasure to see you. So it's, uh, it's always great to, to hear from you and any, anything else you'd like to say? Thank you for having me back. And I hope everyone is, has enjoyed and continues to enjoy their summer. Uh, just as you're traveling about the country and the world during the, the summer and during the holiday seasons, I always remember, be polite, be respectful to wherever you go. Uh, understand that not everybody functions the same way we do be polite and you know always leave a place better than you found it so uh, as we all travel about let's let's make the world a better place and and press on with happiness and healthiness that's Love excellent that. advice yeah yeah great great advice on all accounts today what what a great way to end the show with this wonderful advice uh, Jeff any bad advice just to even the <laughs> scales right before we go um I want it. I bought it. Ariana Grande. <laughs> there you go. I've got some more good advice for you. Go over to airwavemedia.com, our uh, network, Airwave Media. Uh, check out some other great shows for, like uh, Art Smart. How about uh, the Pirate History Podcast and The Underworld? It's all about uh, Kate Beckinsale, perhaps. I'll, I'll be or tuning probably in. crime. Probably crime, but I'll tune in just in case to see what happens. Vampires. And, you, and if you haven't already checked out at this part of the podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Yeah. That is the uh, the main way that our show uh, is supported and continues to run. Uh, we're continuing to work hard and, and try and grow the show to a point where we can make it a sustainable career. Thank you to our two wonderful guests uh, for supporting us there. So. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, one more time, thank you to Danielle and James. And for Ken, Jeff, and Matt, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Triviality.